Hey family, how are you? I pray all is well in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and you. That's right, family. He's your God too. And what a mighty God he is. Family, I pray that you are filled with the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. Family, I'm super excited because I love when the Lord confirmed his word. I went to Bible study on Thursday and um, I heard a word that was completely confirmed on Friday when I went to the devotional in Clubhouse. And I want to share that with you because I believe when God gives us a confirmation, it's something that we need to get. It's something that we need to meditate on. It's something that we need to apply in our life that would help us in our journey and our walk with him. So in Bible study, we are on divine devotionals and we're doing month by month. And now we're on month March. So now one of the devotional is called Bitter Waters. So I'm going to read a little bit of it. And it says, So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Marah, they could not drink of the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah. And the people murmured against Moses saying, what shall we drink? Exodus 15, 22 through 24. One of the greatest needs when traveling through a wilderness is water. In this account, the Israelites faced a major problem. They had none. The waters they came up to were bitter and unfit to drink. So how did the Israelites deal with this challenge? Instead of them looking to God to meet their needs, they began to murmur against Moses and demanded, what are we going to drink? You too will encounter bitter waters along your life's journey. The term bitter waters can be used to represent the difficulties that come into our life through others, the circumstances of life, satanic attacks, your ministry, or perhaps your own transgressions. Whatever the source of your bitter waters, the solution is not to grumble and complain against God. <clears throat> so one of the things that my pastor said that was so awesome was the enemy wants to steal your memory. That so often when we're going through, it's like we get spiritual amnesia and we forget the goodness of God and we forget what God has done for us. When you think of the children of Israel and how they complain and murmured, they had a 40-day journey that should have only took them 11 days. But because of their inability to see the goodness of God and their inability to see what God has done throughout the journey, all they could do was murmur and complain and be delayed. And when you think of the bitter waters, one of the things that my pastor said that really, I mean, it was it stuck out to me. It was so powerful. He said that it's not so much that the water was bitter but that God was exposing the condition of their heart. That he was trying to show them that after all I've done, all you could do is murmur and complain. The water isn't bitter. You're bitter. You're bitter with me. You're bitter with Moses and you're angry and you have no right to be. God was there with them the whole time from getting them out, the exodus out, taking them from Egypt, taking them across the Red Sea, being a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night, feeding them manna daily. God has always provided provision for them through the journey, but they couldn't see it. It's like the more God did for them, the more they forgot and the more they complained. And then as I meditate on it, because it really was good, I just was meditating on that word. The Holy Spirit even brought to me Naomi. 
in the book of Ruth. How Naomi was so upset and so angry with God because she lost her husband and her two sons that she changed her name to Mara. And the Bible says in the book of Ruth, the first chapter, verse 19. So they went until they came to Bethel. And it came to pass when they were come to Bethel at the city that moved about. They said, is this not Naomi? And she said unto them, call me not Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty have dealt bitterly with me. That she was so hurt and she was so broken because she lost her husband and her two sons that she changed her name to bitter because she was bitter. She was angry. So it was so powerful that when my pastor mentioned that the waters that came that the, 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 the Israelites came across wasn't because that God wanted them to experience bitter water, but how God was truly exposing what was going on in their heart and the posture of their heart. And many of us are going through that same season. Many of us are like Naomi and we're bitter and we're angry. And many of us are drinking from a cup of bitter water because our heart we don't want to remind ourselves and we haven't reminded ourselves of the goodness of God. I'm pretty sure we all could look back and yes, you may be having a hard time right now. And yes, you may be going through some difficulties and some changes. I'm sure of it. We all, we all are going through. But I'm also sure that there's something in your life that you can say, wow, Lord, look what you have done. I'm sure there's something in your life that you can look back and say, Lord, that was nothing but you. That was nothing but your hand. So before I continue, before I get ahead of myself, now I want to share with you the devotional that I um, read on Friday in Clubhouse. So in a battlefield of the mind, day 60, day 65, it's called reminders. And I was like, wow, Lord, this, this is just so awesome. And I just love when God, you know, confirms his word. So I'm not going to read the whole um, devotional, just what applies to the message. And it says, the devil is constantly trying to get us to accept wrong thoughts about everything from God's love for us or lack thereof to what terrible things is going to happen to us or what's next. Because he knows that once we start accepting and believing his lies, it is just a matter of time until we begin to speak those things out our mouth. And when we speak those things out of our mouth, we open the doors for wrong things to happen and come into our lives. What if instead of allowing our minds to go over all the things that have hurt us, we would remind ourselves to think about all of the good things, the good things that God has brought into our lives. When we allow Satan to fill our minds with worry, anxiety, and doubt, we wear out our ability to make good decisions. I've noticed that people who worry really, really don't have a good life. They talk about tragedy, failures, sickness, and loss. They seem unable to focus on the good things that they have and the good things that are still in their life. Jesus. I'm going to read that part again. They talk about tragedy, failures, sickness, and loss. They seemed unable to focus on the good things that they still have in their life. That brought me back to Naomi. She was so hurt. She was so broken that her husband died and her son died. And yes, she has a right. She lost her family. 
But she was so broken and so hurt that she wanted to change her name to Bitter that she didn't recognize that God gave her Ruth. She didn't real, realize that God left her with somebody. He didn't take everything from her. But she couldn't see Ruth past her pain. Call, call me Mara. Call me Mara. I'm bitter because the Lord has dealt bitterly with me. He took everything from me. She couldn't see that she had a woman that wanted to stay by her side, to love her, to be company. Ruth was a Moabite. But Ruth told Naomi, I'm going to go where you go. Your God is going to be now my God. I'm going to become a born again believer because I love you, Naomi. And I'm not leaving you. So your God is going to be my God too. And where you lodge, I'm a lodge. Where you go, I'm a go. God did not leave Naomi comfortless, but she couldn't see past losing her husband and losing her son. And I get it. It hurts when you lose your family, but don't be so focused on what you lost that you don't see what is still there. Many of us are struggling right now with the idea of all of the loss that we have experienced over the past year. And I'm by no means being insensitive to any of your pain or your hurt or your sorrow. But the Lord wanted me to come on today to encourage you not to be like Naomi, not to be bitter within yourself, not to change your name because you can't see what God is still doing and what God has provided and what God has remained. And just like the children of Israel, they couldn't see the goodness of God. They couldn't see what God has done for them. They couldn't see, you know, you, I'm being fed every day. Miraculously, supernaturally, God provided for them. And still, every time God provided, it seemed like all they could do was murmur and complain. And one of the things that it made me think about was the importance of building monuments and altars unto God. We are all struggling and we, some of us are dealing with so much hurt and so much depression and so much worry and so much anxiety. How do we get past that? How do we stay encouraged in moments like that? And as I was just, you know, just really allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to my spirit concerning this word. Monuments and altars are so important. Our brothers and sisters throughout the Bible made sure that they made time that every time God showed up and gave them victory, showed up and was Jehovah Jireh, showed up and was Jehovah Tiskanu, showed up and was El Gabor, the God of war. When God showed up, these men, these great men and women of God, they began to build a monument. They laid stones. They built altars unto God and they named the place. They named that place. We would never know that God had a ram in a thicket if Abraham never made an altar unto God. And Abraham didn't just, you know, put that and create this altar and this monument to show God, I see you, but he also did it for a reminder for himself and a reminder for all, all, all of us that are connected to him, that this is the place where God provided. This is the place where a ram was in a thicket. This was a place that God showed up and showed out. And there are many instances in the Bible where great men and great women, when God showed up, they made an altar. They built an altar. They took stones and they placed them in a place that they saw the face of God. This is where I saw God's face. This is where God healed my body. This is where I saw God was here for me. This is where I knew all things work together for my good. Family, we got to get like them. We got to get creative. We got to get active in our warfare. We got to get active in our approach to how we go victoriously through this journey. They put altars and build monuments for God. 
So I had that. I was like, Lord, this is something that we must do. That we too must begin to give altar. So imagine, imagine if the children of Israel, every time God showed up, if they built an altar, because you got to go out of your way to do it. That will shift your perspective. If only they would have took the time when God parted the Red Sea, if they would have took some time to not just worship God, but to build an altar and say, this is where God allowed us to cross the Red Sea. And then when God fed them with fresh manna, this is where God provided us and our needs were met and we were not hungry. When God was a pillar by day and a fire by night, this is where God kept us cool in the day and he kept us warm at night. These are the moments when we have to build altars in our life, when God heal our body, when he restores our relationship, when our uh, finances are increased, when whatever the situation, whatever you're praying for, when God shows himself mighty, when God show himself strong, we have to be active and begin to build those altars that we can not only acknowledge God for who he is, but a reminder unto ourselves of the goodness of God. So I just was like wondering, what if, what if we really got active and we got us some white victory flags, we got us some roses or some lilies because he is the lily in a valley. Imagine every time you went through the valley and God was there and he was your anchor and he kept you and he, he wiped your tears and he clothed you in his love. And then you just remind yourself with a lily and you put a note to it and say, this is the day that I was going through the valley, but the rose, hallelujah, the rose of Sharon was with me and the lily of the valley was with me and I didn't feel alone and my God showed me that he will never leave me nor forsake me. Or you get you a white victory flag and you went through a battle in your health and you got that report and it, the, it was reversed and your news was good and this is the day that God gave me victory. This is the day God healed my body. This is the day that God restored my marriage. This is the day that God brought my children home. Whatever it is, we need to put these monuments in our house, not just for ourselves to be reminded of the goodness of God, but also that it will be an encouragement to all those who see it. Imagine you've been altars in your home. And I know for some of you, you may think it's tedious and you may think it's too much, but this is for our victory. This is for the increase of our faith. Many of us are having spiritual amnesia because we're not being intentional. We're not, you know, going out of our way to get these things and build these altars to remind ourselves of the goodness of God. God is good and he changes not, but we must remember in times of suffering, in times of pain, in times of drought, in times of famine, that we serve a God that changed not. It is not the time to get spiritual amnesia in the middle of a storm. We must remember the goodness of God and how he brought us out and how he fed us and how he clothed us and how he loved us and how he healed us and how he restored. We must remember family. So I was just so encouraging and I got super excited and I'm looking for ways and what I can get to put up my own monuments and my own altars unto the Lord that I'm going to go back go backwards and remember the times that God truly showed out and really showed up in my life that really blessed me and increased my faith. I want to go back to those moments 
because it's no point of building the altar in the middle of a storm. But if we get proactive and we go back, go back, go back when God blessed you, go back when God opened the eyes of your understanding, go back when God gave you a fresh anointing, go back when God gave you strength in your body, go back, build altars upon that, build altars, whether you want to get a little pebble or a stone like they did in the Bible, or you want to get a flag of victory, or you want to get a rose, or you want to get a lily, or you want to just write a note, a card or something to yourself and you make it visible for you and every everyone in your home to see this is my God. This was Jehovah Jireh. This day I saw El Gabor. This day I saw, I saw El Roy I. This day I cried to the Lord. He heard me and he saved me. This is the day that I got deliverance. Not only do we get it, we write a note. We put the time, we put the date. Be active, be active in your warfare. So when the time come in a new season, come in a new trial, come in a new challenge, come in a new, you know, pain against your body, come a new sickness, a new disease, come. We have something to help us war against the lies of the enemy because we've been so proactive because we made up our mind to make monuments unto God to say, Lord, I remember you. Lord, I acknowledge you. I'm acknowledging you today. You're a good God. You're a merciful God. I will not be bitter. I will not miss the opportunity to see what I still have left. I'm going to see how I'm, I'm going to show you that I remember how good you are. And we take those altars and we take those monuments and we put them in a place visible. Anything that's out of sight is out of mind. Don't put it in a corner. Don't put it somewhere that you're not going to see it. Put it somewhere that you have no choice but to look at it every single day. You walking through your home. Let it be something that is up high. Raise it up high because you want to magnify the Lord. You want to magnify the goodness of your God. And when people come and they see and say, what is this? Because think about it. We all have the luxury of going through the Bible and reading what Moses did and reading what Abraham did and reading what David did and reading what these men and women did that they wanted to honor God for who he was when he showed up, when he showed out. So now here you are and you're putting up your monument. And someone comes, whether they come to visit or whether it's someone already in your home and they see, hey, hey, what's this? Why are you doing this? Oh, this is because God is good. This is when God showed me who he was. Not only is that for you to be reminded, but how is that going to increase the faith of the, your loved ones? How is that going to increase the faith of those who come into your house because you counted it worthy enough to make a monument unto God? That is going to increase their faith, family. And not only will it increase the faith of those that you love, you have given yourself an accountability partner. Because when times come and you do seem low and you do seem discouraged, you have someone to remind you, hey, come here, come here. Remember this monument? Remember you told me this is when God showed up and showed out. I believe he's going to show up and show out again for you. I believe that the same God that did this, he's going to do it again. We need this. We need those accountability partners. And we need those reminders of the goodness of God in our life. Because the trouble is coming. The storm is coming. The evil day is coming. But we need to be prepared. And this is a way that we can be proactive and prepare ourselves for the storm that is on the way. Because either you just came out of a storm or a brother or sister, you are about to go into one. 
because God is always developing. God is always stretching. God is always moving. God is always working. And we have to also get out of the idea of things that are happening to us. I really had to learn in my walk with God that is not really what is happening to me because all things are working together for our good. And if everything is working together for our good, that means it's not happening to me as much as it is happening for me. Isn't it amazing family that when something good happens to you, you say, look what, look what this is for me. Look at, look what God did for me when it's good. God did this for me. But when it's something negative, you say, why is this happening to me? Isn't that funny? The change in our conversation, when it's good, it happened for me. But when it's bad, it's happening to me. But I want to share with you today, brothers and sisters, that everything we go through is for us. For everything will work together for the good to them who love the Lord according to his will and his purpose. It's not happening to you, sis. It's not happening to you, bro. I know it hurt. I know it's uncomfortable. I know you frustrated. I know you angry. I know you want to be bitter with God, but it's not happening for you. It's not happening to you. It's happening for you because you, we don't realize that it is in the stretching. It is in sometimes the crushing that we become, that we are birthed and that we are morphed into the men and women that God are calling us to be. The children of Israel couldn't see past what they desired and what they want. They couldn't see the goodness of God. Naomi couldn't see the goodness of God. Sometimes we're so focused on what's lost that we don't focus on what's left. And we got to start opening our eyes and seeing what's left. And it's not being insensitive to what you lost. The enemy would love for you to stay stuck and meditate on what you lost. But God wants you to recognize that all things are working for your good and to know that he is mindful of you and his word will never return unto you void and that he will never leave you comfortless, but he will leave something with you. Whenever God removes something, he replaces it. But sometimes we can't see what he replaced because we're so focused on what we lost. He gave her Ruth. A woman that loved her and stayed with her. I mean, she went and worked for her. She gleaned to get to glean in um, Boaz's field. And she wanted to make sure she fed her and took care of her. God did not leave her comfortless. But she changed her name to Bitter. And I just want to encourage the Naomi's, whether you male or female. I just want to come against that Naomi spirit. Where you're feeling really bitter with God. And you feel like God has dealt you a bitter hand. And I want to encourage you. Pay attention to what remains. I know it hurts. And I know you're disappointed. And I know you had expectations. But pay attention to what remains. Your blessing is not tied to what left. Your blessing is tied to what remains. Look at what's in front of you. Ask God to open the eyes of your understanding so you can see what he has placed in the, what he has replaced. Hallelujah. What has he replaced? Because he did. We just don't see it because we're consumed with pain. We're consumed with anxiety and worry and fear and doubt that we can't see the blessing. I don't want us traveling around longer than we should. 
Many of our blessings are being hindered and delayed because we're like the children of Israel. Instead of us building monuments and altars to the goodness of God, we're murmuring and complaining. And the enemy wants to steal your memory. He wants to steal the thought of how good God is and just leave you with the stain of in a, in a nasty taste of bitter waters. Let me just keep you focused on your pain. Let me get let me keep you focused on what you lost. Let me keep you focused on what you don't have. Let me keep you focused on who left. Bitter waters. Bitter waters. The Bible says, taste the Lord and see that he is good. It is not the desire of God that we drink a bitter cup. It is not the heart of God that we taste the bitter waters. But it's the posture of our heart. It is us recognizing that we are, you know, we have to humble ourselves and say, Lord, I'm angry. But I don't want to be angry. Lord, I'm hurt. And I feel mistreated. I feel like you dealt me a wrong hand. But I know you love me. It's okay to go to God and be honest. I'm not telling you to act like nothing happened and act like you didn't lose a loved one or act like you didn't lose your job or act like you didn't lose something. I'm not saying that. I'm simply saying, go to God and tell him this hurt, but I love you. This hurt, but I worship you. This hurt, but I will never leave you. This hurt, but I believe your word. This hurt, this hurt, this hurt, but God, you're God and there's none beside thee. Because when you make up your mind to remember the goodness of God, you will see a shift. I have seen so many shifts, family. When I stopped focusing on what was lost, when I stopped focusing on who left, when I stopped focusing on what I didn't have and start focusing on what I did have, stop, I, I started focusing on who remained. I stopped, I, I stopped focusing on, you know, the have-nots and started to look for the blessings and the beauty of God. My mood started to shift. My attitude shift, my perspective shift, my heart shifted. The waters was bitter because their heart was bitter. Because they couldn't see the forest from the trees. They couldn't see the picture from the frame. And many of us are in, the, in their shoes, can't see the picture from the frame, can't see the forest from the trees. But I want to encourage you today that you are loved with an everlasting love that God is very mindful of you and that his heart is for you not to change your name to bitter. His heart is for you to open your eyes that you may see what remains. His heart is not for you to wander in a situation for 10, 20, 30 years, but his heart is for you to recognize how he has provided for you along the way. Let's not be like Naomi. And let's not be like the children of Israel and begin to place those altars throughout our house. And I know many of you, like I said, it may fe seem like it's too much. It may seem too tedious. Maybe you have OCD and you need stuff to be in a perfect place at the perfect time. I hear you. But this is about our faith being increased. This is about our walk with God. This is about us having victory and warfare because the enemy is out to still kill and destroy and he don't want you to remember the goodness of God he wants you meditating on what's lost so unless we're being proactive and unless we're being active in our warfare and unless we're building altars and monuments to remind ourselves of the goodness of God we will then have spiritual amnesia when we're up against another storm out of sight out of mind 
but we could be steps ahead of the enemy. But every time God shows up and shows out, we can build a, a, a we can build a monument and an altar unto Him, and we can worship there, and we could praise there. I know each and every one of you, under the sound of my voice, have something you can build an altar to God for. Something that you could remind yourself of how good he was. Get you a a white flag of victory. Get you a rose. Get you a lily. Get you a notebook. Get something. Whatever whatever is sentimental to you. Whatever brings meaning to you. It's your work. It's your walk. It's your journey. It doesn't have to be a flag. It doesn't have to be a rose. It don't have to be a lily. But these are the things that I want to implement and start using around my house. Because they're beautiful. Roses are beautiful. Lily are beautiful. And I love flags of victory. These are the things I'm going to start using. I want to go back and I'm going to write those notes of when God really showed up and really opened my eyes and really, you know, increased my faith on this journey. And I'm going to place them throughout my home. Because family, your sister, I go through too. I fight. I cry, I go through. But when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries, hallelujah. So when my pastor mentioned it, I I was just so excited. And I'm so encouraged to implement it and get active and have these monuments throughout my home that I can begin to worship God And have these reminders in my home so it can encourage those in my home and also allow them to be an accountability partner when I forget about the goodness of God. To say, hey, remember when God did this? I know it's going to be amazing. And I pray each and every one of you, I pray that the spirit of the living God is resting upon you now, breathing fresh wind into your nostrils, quickening you with the love of God, reminding you of the love of God, reminding you of the grace of God, reminding you of the balm of Gilead who healed your body, reminding you of the God of reconciliation that restored your marriage and brought your children back. I I believe by faith, I believe by faith that angels are on assignment even now, warring against every attack against you against your home against any and everything concerning you i believe by faith that god's mighty hand is stretched forth moving and aligning and shifting even now i believe it family so i pray this is encouraging you i pray that it positions you to get active with your warfare because sometimes warfare we don't have to scream and shout and i bind and i lose and casting out devils sometimes We win the victory by simply reminding ourselves of the goodness of God. And when you have something visible, something to see, to make you smile, to make you meditate on how good God is, how could you be, how could you be worried? How could you be anxious? How can you be, how can you be fearful when you got a house full of monuments reminding you of the joy, the peace, the love, the strength, the protection, the provision of God? I believe we all can use that right now. So family, I love you. I love you with the love of God. And I pray this truly encourages you. I pray that the Holy Spirit rests upon you what it is that you need to build your altars and build your monuments unto God.
that you will fight a more effective warfare in the storms to come. May God bless you. May he keep you. And until I talk to you again, family, be blessed.